Welcome to Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, author of more than 50 books, including his recent bestseller, How to Read the Bible. I invite you to browse titles available and read about the powerful content when you go to ltw.org. Now, on this audio episode, Dr. Youssef begins a challenging and practical series called The Invisible War. Today, you'll see that the war for the hearts and minds of people is alive and active inside the church. Dr. Youssef offers a passionate challenge for you to be on the lookout for those in Christian leadership who could lead you astray in our mixed-up world. Listen with me now to this episode of Leading the Way Audio. Throughout the series of messages that I'm starting today, I'm going to reveal to you the powerful satanic deception, the invisible war, because it's invisible to most people, not to the believers. The satanic deceptions that we are experiencing today is the same old tired formula that Satan used with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. It's the same one. What he does, he just dress it in a nice modern dress and it looks new to the non-discerning, to the non-suspecting. He disguises it as a new thing, but it's not. It's just to mislead the simple. It's to misguide the confused. It is to misdirect the directionless. Now, to show you how this is an old lie, I want you to look with me very quickly at Acts chapter 20. The Apostle Paul is meeting with the leaders of the church in Ephesus, in the city of Ephesus, just before he departed and went back to Jerusalem. Acts 20, 28. Paul's speaking to these leaders in the church of Ephesus. I've been to Ephesus. It's now called Izmir. Here's what he said. Pay full attention. Pay full attention. Can you say those words with me? To yourselves. He's talking to the leaders. To yourselves. I wish so many Christian leaders, those of us in leadership, really take this to heart. And to all the flock over whom the Holy Spirit has given you oversight. To do what? To care for the church of God, which, talking about Jesus, He obtained with His own blood. He purchased with His blood. It's not our church. It's not some pastor's church. It's not some preacher's church. It is the church of Jesus Christ. He said, I know after my departure, fierce wolves will come among you, and they will not spare the flock. And from among yourselves, in the churches, from among yourselves will rise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Not after Jesus, but after themselves. If we're not seeing that today, I don't know where you are. (laughs) Several things that I need you to know about the commanding general of the army of your enemy and the enemy of your soul. You need to know several things. He's cunning. He's conniving. He's clever. He's deceptive. And he's a chameleon. And he even uses, as Paul said, 
people from among them. That's church people. That is why he's ruthless. He's ruthless. He's ferocious. This commanding general of the enemy's forces of this invisible war. But please, please, do not let this frighten you. This whole series of measures is designed not to make you afraid, <laughs> but to give you courage and to give you the tools to be in victory and have victory. I'm going to show you again and again and again that he who's in us is greater than him. He who's in us is greater than him. It's just a matter of knowing how to appropriate God's power for you to have victory. Think about this invisible war like a regular war. Can a soldier in a regular war become helpful to the enemy's army? How? Cowardice? Ignorance? That's the big one I'm going to come to. Not paying attention or lack of resolve. In the same way, Surrendering your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ is only the first step. That's only the first step. It's not the end of the story. Surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus Christ is important. It's a decisive step by acknowledging that there is no other way to salvation except through Jesus, you have moved from darkness to light. You move destination from hell to heaven. Oh, but you're not yet finished your journey. You're not yet sanctified. Let me put it this way. When you come to Christ, surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, you are like a massive corporation, big corporation, in the aftermath of a takeover. You've just been taken over. You're now under new ownership. But many of the old management structure still there. Or think about it this way. Your spiritual being is like a house that has many doors, many doors, many doors. Each door opens into your soul. Each door needs to be bolted securely to prevent illegal entry on a regular basis. I'm going to come to that. In spite of the fact that you have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ and His Lordship, not all of these doors are bolted. Not all of these doors continuously being bolted. And if one of Satan's foot soldiers, one of his minions, because we always say Satan, but we are referring to all of his demonic forces, because Satan is not omnipresent. He cannot be at your house and my house at the same time. He's not omnipresent. But so he sent one of his demons, one of his minions, working all over the place. And so when one of his foot soldiers comes in, and push on one of these doors. Sooner or later, one of those doors are going to swing open. Now, he found a way in to your soul. Now, he actually found your Achilles heel. You say, what are you talking about, Michael? I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Unresolved anger is a door. And if you leave it unbolted, 
not taking care of it under the power and the blood of Jesus. He's going to keep coming through that door, going to keep coming through this door in your life, and He is going to create havoc with all of your relationships, not just one. Fear is a door. Bitterness is a door. Hatred is a door. Lying is a door. Addiction is a door. Rebellion against the Word of God is a door. Envy is a door. Sexual lust is a door. Greed and discontentment is a door. I'm just giving you some examples so you understand what I'm talking about. These are many other doors. If they're not continuously, continuously, continuously bolted, you're going to give your enemy access to your soul. But there is a big gate, <laughs> not just a door, a gate. And that's what I will be coming back to at the end of the message. And that is the gate of ignorance. Question, where did the devil come from? Great question. There are two passages in the Bible that tell us exactly where the devil came from, okay? And I want you to just jot them down, and please, when you go home, read them carefully. Isaiah 14, 12 to 15, and Ezekiel 28, 11 to 19. Let me repeat those. Isaiah 14, 12 to 15, Ezekiel 28, 11 to 19. These two passages give us the most definitive answer to the question about Satan's origin. Look at verse 12 of Isaiah 14. How have you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, you who have weakened nations? Listen to me. This is one of those paradoxes in the Scripture. Lucifer literally means light-bearer or it could be translated as a brilliant one, or as the shining one. Ezekiel 28, 12, that's the other passage. It says, you were the signet of perfection, full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. Now, here's what I need to tell you about Lucifer. He was one of the principal servants of the Lord God in the heavens, is one of the created angelic beings. Verse 14 of Ezekiel 28, you were the anointed guardian cherub. Ah, but you must remember this. The light of Lucifer was the light of a mirror. You know how sometimes when sun reflects on the mirror, you see light coming out of the mirror? It's a reflective light, not an original light. Why do I say this? It's not the torch. It's a reflection. Because his light was never originating with him, he was so close to the throne of God that he reflected the light of God. And don't ever forget, Lucifer worked in the highest level of heaven. And while Moses had to cover his face when he saw in the presence of God, Lucifer didn't. 
Lucifer was able to look on the throne of God. He was able to voice praise and adoration and worship to God. Oh, beloved, listen to me. (laughs) This is what makes Satan a cunning and dangerous adversary for us humans if we face him alone. Don't ever try to face him alone. He's been around for a long, 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 long time. And he knows all the tricks. You only face him with Jesus. Only face him in the power of the Holy Spirit. Imagine this be like a very highly placed CIA operative, okay, who defects to the other camp. Think about that. He already knows all the protocols. (laughs) He knows all of the codes. And he still has the list of names. And that is why 2 Corinthians 11, 14, Paul says, Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Why? What's the reason for that? Because he was an angel of light. Paul goes on to say, these false teachers and preachers in the church, they take after their leader. They are masters of disguise. They are clever, articulate communicators. They speak all the right words. But there's poison in their tongues. What happened to Lucifer? Well, he was not only beautiful, perfect, wise, serving at the throne room of God. God gave him a delegated executive authority. (laughs) Think about it this way. All you corporate executives, think about it. God delegated to him executive authority. Question, how many others were working for him? Well, as the kids would say, zillions. We don't know. There, There could be billions or trillions. We don't know. There were unnumbered angelic beings. One third of them followed him in his foolishness. And he wanted to conduct a coup d'etat. He basically wanted to conduct a coup and unseat God from his throne so that he sits on the throne in order to receive worship. That's really the whole point of it. He wanted to be worshipped then, he wants to be worshipped now. Lucifer was the chief middleman. (laughs) He gathered worship from every corner of the creation and brought it to the presence of God. But listen, being a middleman is the toughest job in the whole world. Why is the chief middleman job hardest job ever? I'm going to tell you why. Because it requires supernatural humility. It requires a supernatural maturity. You're so close to the top job, (laughs) but he can't have it. In the corporate life, in the corporate world, in the corporate structure, it is absolutely reasonable. It is absolutely reasonable and expected for the executive vice president to become a CEO. That's absolutely great, and nothing wrong with that. But in the heavenly realm, there is unbridgeable gulf between the Creator and the creation. But Lucifer's ego, (laughs) he was not deterred by that. His ego was unstoppable. 
He wanted to unseat God and take His place. Replacing God, something that millions and millions and millions of people trying to do every single day. They try to put the self in the place of God. But listen, it's not only irrational, it's impossible. Isaiah 14, 13, in addressing Satan, it says, You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. In fact, in those two verses, I, I, I will, I will, I will, five times. Five times. Lucifer becomes so proud of his beauty, intellect, capacity, and attainment that he failed to recognize that everything he has was from God. And without God, he's nothing. Actually, he's less than nothing. And that is why the Lord Jesus Christ, who was there from the very beginning with the Father in the triune God, who saw all of this take place, in Luke chapter 10, verse 18, said the following, Jesus speaking now, I saw Satan fall. He was there. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Three questions people ask. Question number one, did God know from the very beginning that pride will captivate Lucifer's heart? And the answer is, yes, he did. God is omniscient, which means he knows everything ahead of time. Second question, could God have prevented Satan from falling? The answer, again, absolutely yes. God is omnipotent. That is, He can do anything. Ah, then the third one is a biggie. (laughs) It's a biggie. If God knew, (laughs) and if God could have prevented it, then why didn't He? Hello, did I anticipate you right? (laughs) Because I used to think that way. Because I know that in the flesh, we think if God prevented it, it would have saved us a whole lot of heartache. <laughs> I know that it would save me a lot of heartache. <laughs> it would have been no history of human sin. It would have been no fall in the Garden of Eden. There would be no need for redemption. Oh, but please remember this. Remember, 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 remember whether it is with Lucifer in heaven or with Adam and Eve in the garden, God gave us free will. Otherwise, you would have created robots. Robots. People say, why do you love God? Well, because He made me that way. You love God? Don't choose to love God. If you forget everything I've said, please, please, please don't forget what I'm going to tell you. I started talking about the gate, and I'm going to finish with that gate. Lucifer's sin has been reproduced again and again and again and again, trillions of times, again and again. It was reproduced in Adam and Eve when they believed the serpent's lie. 
It was reproduced in Israel when they went to the promised land and they ran after Baal instead of Yahweh. It was reproduced again when the Pharisees refused to believe in their anointed Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. It was reproduced and repeated every single day by everyone who rejects, rejects, rejects the power of Christ in them who reject salvation through the hand of Christ and come under the authority of His Word. It's reproduced every single day. But here's what I'm going to tell you. I could cry. I really could cry. Worse than all of that. Worse than all of that. Satan's sin is reproduced among Christians when they fall for his lies. You see, pride is what got Satan thrown out of heaven, and pride destroyed many a church leader. Why? Because if you're not aware of the sin of pride, if you're not conscious of the sin of pride and constantly repenting of it, it will destroy your judgment. It will make you covet things you have no right to. It will alienate you from God. When someone says to me, I said, do you ever struggle with pride? I said, you're kidding me? More than you'll ever know. It's daily, even sometimes moment by moment. Otherwise, as it happens with so many Christian leaders, they begin to think of themselves as the best thing since sliced bread. Romans 12, 3, let no one, it means no one, <laughs> think of himself more highly than he ought. Whatever form of pride the Lord will reveal to you in your life, hand it over to Him. Hand it over to Him, and then keep on handing it over to Him. Keep on handing it. Otherwise, you will open the door wide for Satan to come in, in one of the doors that I talked about. Thank you for listening to Leading the Way and a plea from Dr. Michael Youssef to do everything possible so that you won't fall for Satan's lies, which lead to destruction. Do remember that Dr. Youssef's teaching is not only available on the radio, but also online through the Leading the Way app. And you can subscribe to the Leading the Way podcast and like and subscribe to Leading the Way's YouTube page. Learn more about all of these at ltw.org. Okay, in these last few minutes we have together today, we've asked Dr. Youssef to join us in the studio to spend just a moment or two talking about his book, Conquer. Our team really feels like the content of this book speaks to the challenges of these days in which we live. I wrote the book, Conquer, simply because I have watched so many believers in the Lord Jesus Christ who are defeated and discouraged, and they don't know how to respond to the harassing of the enemy of their soul. I'm convinced, personally, that it's just a matter of understanding the Word of God and understanding that the enemy is a defeated foe, and that on the cross, Jesus outwitted him and defeated him. And every believer needs to know that and needs to know how to be equipped to live in victory all the time. I understand that we live in a fallen world and the pressures are great, but Satan also knows that, and that's why he works doubly hard on the believers to make us weak and ineffective. And so I want 
this book, Conquer, to be in the hand of every single person who claims that Jesus is the Savior of their soul and that they are on the way to heaven. And so I wrote this book to really encourage believers, especially as we see ourselves coming into these last days. If you would like to speak with someone about getting your copy of Conquer, call a ministry representative today. We're at 866-626-4356. And for a limited time, Dr. Youssef is sending out a copy as his way of saying thank you to those of you who give a gift of any amount to Leading the Way. 866-626-4356. And the website to order this and any Leading the Way products is ltw.org. That's ltw.org. You can also reach out to us through the Postal Service. We love hearing from you at Leading the Way, Post Office Box 20100, Atlanta, Georgia, 30325. This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth.